With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it, so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast. But obviously, it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C. Feldman. Tonight on Traffic Cops, we head to Norfolk to reconstruct the 97-year-old breathalyzed by police after pulling out prematurely and crashing his Range Rover on a country road, rolling it over three times after it was hit by a Kia with two adults and a baby in the back. Here's what we think happened. I just need to pull out, but I'm, oh no, I'm dazzled by the sun. Ah, oh no, my car's rolling over. We'll pay £250 for footage of this crash. Send it to smashbangwallop at trafficcops.com. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from London, Alec Feldman. Pink, raise your... No, wrong hour. <laughs> That's a terrible start. I was looking at the wrong hour. Okay. Uh, we're up and running, everybody. Lewis Capaldi was actually what that song was, and somebody loved. Bring me the horizon of medicine before that. Oh, what a brilliant start. You could you could say that the start of that show was, was a bit of a, a car crash. But um, Tish, oh yes, I'm milking this for all it's worth today. When I say this is a Prince Philip car crash special, I'm not even joking. I have so much, so much Prince Philip material to get through. There's just so much, so many jokes, so little time. I've already seen quite a few people on the internet already pointing out the irony of Philip himself being involved in a, in a car crash. I don't know what they're talking about. I'm just, just putting that one out there. Oh man, <laughs> I think it's going to be a fun one today. I do have other stuff as well. I'm not just going to be going on about prince philip for the entirety of two hours just we've got a few bits and pieces um we've got we've got a, a prince philip texter coming up at about 25 past um so that'll be fun and after four o'clock i've got a game called prince flip or prince flop it's gonna be incredible honestly um so that's that's the prince philip stuff we're having in regards to stuff that is not related to prince philip the queen's husband um i've got Something I saw on The One Show last night, which I want to talk to you about, because I think it's a bit stupid. Um, I have... I've been stalking my name twins on Instagram. I want to tell you about that. Plus, there's a competition on to find London's worst statue, and we'll have more Pink the Musical stuff, and a six-second guide, and Connect Four. That is what the next two hours of audio goodness will sound like. How are you? I hope you're good. It's Alec Feldman, by the way. I forgot to say that. 
hello, it's me. In all the confusion about me saying the name of the wrong song was the first thing I said. Got forgot to mention that bit. I'm Alec. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm on till five o'clock. And um, we started doing a new thing last week called This Week I Learned, where I share some life lessons from my week. And I have three for you right now. This week I learned. So, this week I learned three things. This is the first lesson that I learned this week the hard way. An eight-hour round trip just to do a two-hour exam is really not worth the bother. Like, really not. I had a uni exam on Thursday afternoon, but then my next one is not till next Thursday. So my thinking was, I go up for the exam, I come back and just have a few more days chilling at home instead of being back at uni having to fend for myself in the world again. And that made a lot of sense at the time. There was there was at one point a time when I was set on getting the coach to Leeds on the day of the exam and getting over two hours to spare, which I still maintain I could have done. But in the end, I went the night before. So Wednesday afternoon, I spent four hours on a coach to go to Leeds from London. Got up Thursday, did the exam two till four, then got a coach back at 6 p.m. to London, which got me to London at 10 p.m. I was in Leeds for less than 24 hours in total. And, you know, I mean, it is quite nice still being at home, but there is some downsides because there's loads of stuff I probably could have been in Leeds for. Need to sort house and stuff. That's a bit annoying. And it just really wasn't worth the bother. Eight hours I've spent on coaches in the last week. Well, it, within 48 hours this week, it was a bit much. For eight hours out of 48, I'm not, not that good with fractions. I, I think that's like a sixth of the time. Just off the top of my head, yeah. A sixth of those two days I spent on the coach. It's a bit much. Not worth it. So my advice to you, don't bother. That's lesson number one from this week. I also learned this week on a similar sort of theme, National Express coaches, they are less miserable than the Megabus, but they are nonetheless still quite miserable because um, I got the coach because the train is expensive and the coach is actually quite cheap. Last time I got the coach from Leeds, I got the Megabus. It was really quite horrible. Just cramped in, slow, stuffy, hot, rubbish. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to really treat myself this time and get the National Express, which was actually cheaper, weirdly, than Megabus. And I have to say, it is nicer. They've got some like funky blue lights on the inside. It feels a bit like a cinema because they turn the lights off. You've just got the blue lights running down the middle. And at one point in the journey, it did smell like popcorn. So I felt a bit like I was in a cinema, except without the film. But it was okay. At the end of the day, sitting in one place for four hours straight is never going to be the most enjoyable experience of your life. But I would say National Express, less miserable than the alternative. That is also what I've learned this week. And finally, the third lesson I've learned this week. Um, I recently passed my driving test. I'm very happy. A couple of weeks ago, did the test, passed second time round, six minors. Thank you very much. Even though that's still quite a recent occurrence, I have learned this week it would be advisable to give up driving at some point before the age of 97. This is Mark Ronson, Miley Cyrus. Music-wise, then, the next half hour or so, Ella May, Ava Max, Khalid, New Mabel. That was Mark Ronson, Miley. Nothing breaks like a heart. It's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Good afternoon. Hope you're good. I was watching The One Show last night. I don't normally habitually watch The One Show, but it was just sort of on. The TV was on. It came on. Sort of sat through basically the whole thing. If you don't know what The One Show is, if you've never seen it before, it's it's an interesting show. It's on 7 o'clock on BBC One. Yeah, hence the name. And it's this weird sort of variety, information, entertainment show. It's just a weird combination of different things. They have like interest pieces. They'll do a piece and they'll be like, ooh, look, we've come here to look at badgers in the Suffolk countryside. Or, ooh, this man collects Lego for a living. He's 80 and he has over a million bricks in his shed. That sort of stuff. Just weird, slightly rubbish. Not documentaries, I don't know, like news reports, but it's not at all newsworthy. It's so weird, and they can switch between things so quickly, they'll be like, ha ha ha, oh, isn't that funny about the man with the Lego? Anyway, this is the 50th anniversary of Hiroshima and Nagasaki being destroyed by a nuclear bomb. We went to find out what they think. That kind of weird stuff. That is the one show, in a nutshell. It's so weird, but it sort of works. People seem to like it, it's been on for a while. And 
I was watching it last night, and they had another of those weird pieces. They were talking to this small child and her mum. Child, I reckon, must have been, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven years old, something like that. And um, she had she had this this condition, this fairly rare condition that not many other people have. And her parents were baffled by it. They didn't understand what was going on, like what the symptoms meant. So they took her took her to the doctors, and eventually they did get an answer. They got a diagnosis of the condition that this child has, and they were just following the child through through her life. And they were talking about, you know, the difficulties of suffering from that condition and, you know, how it makes her feel, how they felt when they didn't know what it was and just how difficult generally it is to live like that. And it was, you know, kind of a bit emotional in a way because it's very sad that she suffers from the said condition and nobody else does. It makes her feel like an outsider. It makes her feel abnormal. And so what they did is they hooked her up not quite not like that God, no not like that with another person they found another person who lives nearby who also has the same condition as her and um they put them together so they could be friends and so they could finally know someone else who understands what it feels like to have that condition here's the thing they said what the condition was and they were making out like it was this debilitating crippling chronic condition that will ruin your life the actual condition, the medical name for it was uncombable hair syndrome. I'll say that again. Uncombable hair syndrome. A syndrome, so-called, where you can't comb your hair just because it's it's really frizzy. Your hair is too frizzy and stiff and it doesn't comb. That's, that's the condition, you know, a, a bit annoying, maybe, but not like the debilitating, life-changing thing they made it out to be. And because it's actually not that bad, they put these two kids together who both have uncombable hair syndrome. And they're like, look, we found you a friend who's got the same condition as you. So now you can understand each other and have someone who knows what it feels like. And they were both basically just like, yeah, okay, cool. Like just another person. It's It's really not that exciting. And it was entirely underwhelming and they actually weren't that enthusiastic. Like, as if you would bond exclusively over the fact that you just have kind of frizzy hair. I don't get it. And I'm just like, what on earth? What on earth am I watching? And so this this was on the one show last night. That is exactly the kind of high quality investigative journalism you get on the one show every night at seven o'clock. Brilliant. Uncombable hair syndrome. Terrible. This is LMA and Shot Clock, Wizard Radio. That was LMA, Shot Clock. It's Wizard Radio with Alec. How are you doing? Hope you are good this afternoon. Ava Max plays next. So back to the main theme of the show. This is the Prince Philip car crash special. I couldn't go for sort of too long without talking about it. It's been about 15 minutes since I last mentioned it. So we need to we need to get back on topic. I just want to sort of fully fully analyze what happened because it's it's one of those things that it's all anyone's talking about. It was leading all the news bulletins from sort of Thursday evening onwards all of friday people are still talking about it today saturday so basically what happened as i understand it was prince philip was in his his big land rover um driving along he gets to a junction he is dazzled by the sun which is directly facing him there's another car coming down this road where he's trying to turn off um so they're at like right angles to each other it's a really fast road like 50 60 70 mile per hour speed limit philip pulls out doesn't see the other car coming the other car smashes into him philip's car rolls across the road ends up in a ditch and this other car also doesn't come out of it lightly two people in there they had like minor injuries thankfully nothing too bad otherwise i wouldn't be making fun of it and there's also a baby in there who was fine thankfully and philip as well he came out all, all right not too injured. Someone had to like help him out of his sunroof. But otherwise, otherwise, all good. Um, I'm just thinking in particular about the people in the Kia. Because, you know, being in a car crash is probably never enjoyable at the best of times. But just, just imagine if you're them. You're in your Kia. Some doddery old guy pulls out in front of you. And you're like, ah, 
So you end up crashing into him. You end up sort of hurt. You get out your car to be like, oh, okay. I wonder if they're okay. They're in a ditch. I better go check up on them. You're probably panicking already. Like, oh no, been an accident. He's, he's flipped over. That's horrible. You look in the car and then you see who it is. Just imagine the horror that you must be experiencing by that point. You're like, oh my God, it's Prince Philip. It's Prince Philip. Oh my God, I've just killed Prince Philip. That might be what the first thought that goes through your head is. He's not dead, just to be clear. He's not dead, thankfully, it's all fine. That was just an example of what you might be thinking. But imagine thinking that's what you could have done. Like, holy moly, that is the last person you want to, to accidentally kill. Just imagine, because his, his, the prince is married to the queen. If you do that, you're not, you're not getting off lightly at all. Like, you'd be hated. The public would hate you. You'd become a hate figure. It would be awful. Not to mention, you know, driving license, potential police stuff. Terrible. Um, but also... You're not going to make an insurance claim after that, are you? You're not going to claim against the royal family. You're just not, because it's the royal family. Like, surely, you you can't, you wouldn't want to. It's just, it's them. They're big and powerful and scary and intimidating and very, very rich. And they're just not the sort of people you want to mess with. So even, even if it was his fault, I'm not saying it was his fault, but if it was, then you couldn't claim against him because it's Prince Philip's, like... Is that really going to be upheld? Who knows? Are, are they really going to pay out? Who knows? Just, you know, so much difficulty involved in being in a car crash with Prince Philip. Um, he's also quite well known for being a bit grumpy in general and just sort of shouting and swearing at people. So do you think that's what he was doing? Sort of, oh, you bloody idiots. You can go, hmm, yourself. I mean, probably not. Apparently he was very, very nice. He was very concerned about them. So that's all fine but just imagine that could be how he responded and so this whole thing has just fascinated me a little bit in a weird morbid kind of way literally like slowing down when you go past a car crash but anyway um i thought seeing as seeing as he he may have caused this crash but he may not have equally it's just a possibility um was there anything else you'd like to blame prince philip for whilst we're at it you know, I mean, 97-year-old driving, not the best idea anyway. So, is there anything else that you think is his fault? Has anything bad happened to you this week that you would like to hold Prince Philip personally responsible for? This is your opportunity. This is your forum, okay? What would you like to blame on Prince Philip? What has Prince Philip done to you? 07807-183-538. Send me a text or an email, station at wizardradio.co.uk. Or drop me a message on Facebook as well. Just find us at facebook.com slash wizardradio on there. What's Prince Philip done to you? What's gone wrong this week to you, which you could conceivably blame on Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, the husband of the Queen? 07807 183 538. Let me know and we'll be blaming Prince Philip for some stuff after Khalid and this is Ava Max. This is Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Afternoon. Playing you Khalid. Saturday nights. Ava Max. Sweet but psycho in there as well. And the new one from Mabel's coming up next. And I've got a song by, let's see if I can say this, Gesaffelstein coming up before four o'clock. Amazing. I was saying before, I just did a whole sort of like post-match analysis of the Prince Philip car crash in great detail. And I thought, you know, where there's blame, there's a claim. Is there anything you would like to blame Prince Philip for, seeing as, you know, He's probably being blamed by some people for this. So you might as well just jump on the bandwagon. Blame him too. Anything that's gone wrong with your week, it's his fault. Blame it on Phil. Um, what we got? Let's have a look. Uh, Emily. She says, I've had such a bad stomachache this week. The whole week I've been in pain. It definitely got worse at the end of this week. To be honest, I'm in bed in pain right now. I'm sure we can find a way to blame Prince Philip for this. Well, if it got worse at the end of the week, that coincided with Philip having the accident, didn't it? So, obviously, case closed. Your, excuse me, your stomach pain is Phil's fault. He did that entirely. Him, um, you know, bad Philip. <laughs> I don't really know where to go from there. I like that this show is the soundtrack to Emily's stomach pains. Um, hope you feel better soon. And um, if it doesn't get worse. 
you might be pregnant. You should get that checked out. Jake says, on Wednesday, I went back to uni and, oh, my girlfriend broke up with me. That's that's sad. I'm really sorry to hear. I'm going out with my mates tonight to try and get over it. And seeing as it happened the day before Philip's crash, I'm sure it's related. I hate you, Prince Philip, for making my girlfriend break up with me. Well, you know what it is, Jake, don't you? I'm told girls love boys who drive fast cars, you know, love a boy racer. So Prince Philip in his big Range Rover, very, very attractive. All the girls want him. So I'm not surprised that your girlfriend left you for Prince Philip. I'm assuming that's the implication here. Obviously, it's very sad. I'm, you know, I'm not saying I'm not surprised that she left you. Uh, you know, that's a shame. I'm not surprised she left you for Prince Philip, if that's what's happened. Just just to be clear, I thought I'd better, <laughs> better like, double, double check that. Ugh, Prince Philip. You made Jake's girlfriend break up with him. Naughty man. Robbie saying, my friend made fun of me for pronouncing DJ Khaled like Khalid for some reason. Like, uh, it's not just that I didn't find it funny because they were making fun of me. I don't understand why it was so funny. Because of that, they're still making fun of me for it. It's all Prince Philip's fault, in my opinion. If that's if that's the worst part of your week, sounds like a pretty good week. Just sort of some gentle mocking for saying DJ Khaled wrong. How can you say DJ Khaled wrong? Like, if you've ever heard any of his music, he shouts his name like 50 times in a song. He doesn't go DJ Khalid, it's DJ Khaled. Unless you're getting DJ Khaled confused with Khalid off of like Love Lies and the song I just played Saturday night. He's di- that's not DJ Khaled, just to be sure. And that might be where Robbie's confusion's coming in, potentially. But yeah, your friends making fun of you is Philip's fault. He, you know, if Philip was there, he'd be making fun of you. He'd be going, <laughs> I can't believe you said DJ Khaled as DJ Khalid, you silly person. Or something slightly ruder. That would be what Philip would do in this situation. So, yeah. Philip, tell Robbie's friends to stop making fun of him for saying DJ Khaled wrong. Also, we got Alex. I was trying to impress this girl in school this week, and I accidentally tripped over my bag in the corridor. I was pretending pretending to dance as a joke and I tripped over the strap <laughs> but anyway this happened on Thursday and his crash was on Thursday so you know the butterfly effect but but butterfly effect that's it could have caused me to trip up um it's the butterfly effect when you know everything that happens in the universe is somehow related to everything else that happens in the universe is that the thing I think it might be yeah that is a possibility or or Philip somehow instructed one of his his many workers because he's got people everywhere to put the bag there just to trip you up i would not be surprised you know he loves a good good conspiracy does philip potentially maybe (laughs) also i think that's a bit of a cover-up for um pretending to dance you were actually dancing but just not very well you weren't pretending to dance you were actually dancing alex but fair enough we'll blend Amy, you falling over on Philip and embarrassing yourself. It's all Prince Philip's fault. And um, Ellie as well. I lost my holiday homework this week and got in detention, and I'm going to be in detention until I finish the homework, which literally took the whole of Christmas. We had to do it by hand as well, so it's not like I have a backup on my computer. My theory is that Philip is taking so much of our time and energy that he made me lose my homework. And also the fact that people were worried about his potential death. He's not dead. It's all fine could have made my teacher more harsh on me when she was giving me detention. That is a very good point. Because I can totally understand you're thinking that. You hear Philip's had an accident, you're worried, you're thinking, oh no, Prince Philip, is he okay? You'll be worried sick. And as a result, you just misplace your homework. You're not thinking about it, you've got other things on your mind. So homework disappears. And then obviously your teacher's like, oh no, Prince Philip, I'm so worried about him. I'm just, I feel awful. I feel terrible. I'm so stressed. And she's like, oh, you haven't done your homework. This is a disgrace. So I think maybe you should come together and bond over your mutual concern for Prince Philip and therefore come to some arrangement where you don't have to do it again and be in detention. So yeah, all Philip's fault that Ellie lost her homework and then got detention until she finishes it. Nice. I think I think we've probably damaged Prince Philip's reputation enough by now to stop blaming things on him. But thanks very much. I will make sure he is held accountable for all of those things that he has done to you and all the ways he has wronged you. Coming up next, 
Um, I've been stalking my name twins. I'll tell you more after the new one from Mabel. This is Don't Call Me Up. Wizard Radio, that was Mabel. Don't Call Me Up, it's Alec here. Gestaffelstein is the name of the next artist I will play you, if I can say it correctly. That's coming up. And Connect 4 as well before 4 o'clock. Now, in my eight hours that I spent on a coach this week, understandably, I got a bit bored. I didn't really um, plan much entertainment. I didn't plan it in advance. So I, I didn't have that many podcasts to listen to or any TV shows downloaded or anything like that. So I got quite bored. I checked Twitter a lot and Instagram and Facebook and all of them. And then I had an idea for a way in which I could entertain myself. I'm not entirely sure where the idea came from. Actually, yes, I do. I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about people that dislike people who have the same name as them. So if I was called Ava, like Ava Max, I would hate anyone else called Ava. And I was like, well, why would you hate them? It'd be like, cool, it's like, you know, your name brothers. And so inspired by that, I was on Instagram and I was like, let's see who the other Alec Feldmans on Instagram are. So I just had a little search and I found quite a few. And so I thought, you know what? Let's let's give them a follow. Let's see if the Alec Feldmans follows me back. So there I've I found a few. I can't remember exactly how many, actually. But I have had mixed results. So I think the first person I followed, their their Instagram name was um, actually I'm not gonna say their Instagram name, because that's sort of a bit weird. But one person, they are, by the looks of it, they're sort of, they look a bit like a model. They have loads of really posy photos. Um, they seem to quite like the way they look, their own face. Quite fashionable, I think. That's what I'm I'm getting from Alec Feldman number one. And he's at university. He also finishes uni in 2020, like I do. So this Alec Feldman might be the same age as me. Um, I followed this Alec Feldman. So far, no follow back. I'm kind of optimistic because he hasn't posted anything since the 24th of December, but I'm not not holding out too much hope. The next Alec Feldman, um, I think, is a year younger than me, maybe two years actually. Um, he yeah, he looks quite young. I think he's quite involved with American football, so that could not be more different to me because I hate all sports. Um, he's got very short hair, kind of cropped, you know, army style. And so once again, I thought I'd give this Alec Feldman a follow, see what happened. Alec Feldman number two, he did follow me back. Happy days. So I'm now followed by by one of the Alec Feldmans on Instagram, which is very exciting news. Um, who else have we got that I'm following? The third Alec Feldman hasn't ever posted on Instagram, doesn't have many followers. His picture's him with a tiger. I'm not sure whether it's real or stuffed. Followed him. Haven't got a follow back at all no posts no nothing i've also i've also requested a couple of alec feldman's because they're on private there's one whose picture is just them looking through a hole in some wood they haven't accepted me yet and there's also alec feldman who i think is the same alec feldman who blocked me on twitter a few years back because i tweeted him because i was like hey we've got the same name he's blocked me on there and he has not yet accepted my request on instagram I thought I thought this is something that maybe we could have some fun with over the next few weeks. Just internet stalking your name counterparts, your name twins, people with the same name as you. Going on Facebook or Instagram, you know, sending them a friend request or a follow. And number one, see if they accept you or if they follow you back. But number two, maybe try and extract just a bit of information about their life so you can see how the other you lives. And, you know, compare and contrast. I think that's quite interesting. And so if you've got time sort of in the next week or so, I'd quite like you to have a go at this and we can do it on the show. So just follow your name twins on social media. Maybe if you come up with anything good, just send me an email. It doesn't have to be right now. Over the course of the next few days and we can get it on the show in the future. Station at wizardradio.co.uk, I think. Maybe put like name twin in the subject. If you have successfully had any kind of interaction with your name twin or just tell me what you can find out about them um i want to try and 
sort of get this thing going and see what we can do with it over the next few weeks. So if you would like to Facebook stalk your name twins and find out a bit about their life and let me know, station at wizardradio.co.uk at some point in the next week or two and we'll see what we can do. I hope I hope people get involved with this. It might be quite fun. I've had quite a good time stalking all the other developments. Obviously, I'll let you know if I ever do get followed back by my name twins. I'm not I'm not looking hopeful, to be honest. I don't think they will, except the one that did, the uh, the American football dude. But let's give this a go. Station at wizardradio.co.uk with your name twins. Thank you very much. And now it's time for Gestaffelstein. This is Lost in the Fire with The Weekend. It's Wizard Radio. This is Alec Feldman, the podcast. Gestaffelstein, Lost in the Fire, featuring The Weekend, Wizard Radio with Alec this afternoon. How are you? It is time for Connect Four now. We do this every week. Four words. You have to connect them in the most long-winded way possible and drop them into a story. You make the words into a story. You incorporate all of them. And they have to somehow all link up nicely. And it's all good. We read them out and I decide which one I like the most, which is entirely arbitrary. There's no rules. There's no way to get extra points. It's just what tickles my fancy on that particular day. It's just at my own whim, basically. But it's, it's fun enough use of time. So, let's get the words. Hello, James. Hi. I'm, I just want to do a PSA first. Okay. If there is anybody out there who wants to be my girlfriend, just... That's, you know that's the come out of the blue. Details. You know the contact details. I've just gone... I'm just going through all of the relevant platforms, and it's such a sad sight to see. Wow, you're feeling really needy today. Oh, you see, it's things like that, which is why, you know, why people are upset. Okay, you can't say things like that. You can't just go on the radio and call someone needy. (laughs) You know what? You don't care about what I feel anymore. This is the problem. People think I'm a robot. I'm not. I'm a human being who needs to be loved. Right then. Okay. Um, I don't know where to go after that. I've got the Oxford Mini School Dictionary. Okay, we're just going back to normal. Back to normal. Now, some fun facts. Because we changed dictionary last week, as you know. Yeah. Obviously, we've gone from the mini dictionary and thesaurus to the mini school dictionary. Which has, I can now confirm, been tested in schools. Mm. Over 40,000 words and phrases. My question, though, to Oxford University Press, who published this mini dictionary, is how did you test it in schools? And what what were you looking for when you were testing? That's a very good question. How do you review a dictionary? I'm sure we can find some online. But I want to, yeah, there's, for Oxford, there's no methodology going on here, you know? I always wonder how they choose what words not to put in. Because they have to cut words out, don't they? Yeah, well, there's only 40,000 in this one. Yeah. So how do they pick which words are irrelevant and they get the job? I don't know. I feel like for this one, they're probably going for the words that primary school students can use. Hence, mm. the right words for us to be using on air. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but thinking about it, do you think you know 40,000 words off my heart? I don't know. I've never counted. Let's Maybe go. we could do a Three, feature where two, we just list every word one, we know. Go. What, am I supposed to be listing all the words I know? Yeah. Um, aardvark. Apple, Anonymous, Antigua. Okay, we're Antique. running late. We're running late. You've done this too slowly. Right. Oh, sorry. Tell me when you want me to find that first word. Yeah, yeah, go on then. Okay, yeah, flicking. flicking. Um, uh, okay, stop. Okay, can I just say, I just got a paper cut on my thumb. <gasps> oh no. You I'm suffer quite from a lot of pain right now. Yes. My own blood, sweat and tears have gone into this. <laughs> um, okay, you ready? Yes. Critic. Critic. Everyone's a critic. The critics of this show do not rate it favourably. No. Can't imagine why with stuff like this. No. Okay, get flicking again, but don't injure yourself this time. We'll have to flicking fill in the form. Okay. Maybe maybe get a plaster during the news. Uh, stop. Okay. Root. R-O-O-T. Root. Like a plant root. Or like, you need to recolor your roots. Or the Alice Merton song, No Roots, that you didn't play the guitar on. 
It was the bass. You're right. I didn't play the guitar. I played the bass. No, you didn't. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> next word. Okay. Get flicking. Uh, stop now. Okay. Um, your word for this one is commute. Commute. These are difficult could... words. Mm, two syllables. Yeah. So we have critic root and commute. You could rhyme those. Let's get the last one, which hopefully okay. will rhyme with critic. And I'm feeling stopping right about now. Okay. Portable. Three syllables. Oh my god. I, this is rare for us. That's huge. A three syllable word. So we've got portable, commute, root, and critic. With these words, you just have to put them in a story and connect them up. Hence why the game is called Connect 4. It has to be long winded, it has to be rambling, it has to be weird, it has to be creative. So get on with it and just send it to me 07807 183 538 on text. If you want to send it by email, station at wizardradio.co.uk or on Facebook, drop us a message on there as well. Critic, root, commute, and portable, which sadly doesn't rhyme with any of them. Those are the Connect 4 words today. We'll go through the answers at 4.50 this afternoon. Coming up, my game, Prince Flip or Prince Flop. Plus, we'll get some Ariana Grande on and Pink after the news. It's two minutes past four. Live from his bedroom in a semi-detached house in northwest London, Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Pink, one last kiss on Wizard Radio. Don't forget, Pink, the musical. We will progress to the next stage of that at 4.25 today. And also, if you like throwbacks like that, my new Friday show is where you should go. We have a whole hour of them, three till four on Fridays. It's my weekly mixtape. Check it out. It's also on Wizard Repeats. Just saying. Okay, cool. It's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. I also played you Aaron Grande, Seven Rings. Her tribute to capitalism and instant gratification. Um, don't necessarily endorse that message, but there you go. And now, as part of the Prince Philip car crash special that we're doing on today's show, I have a game for you all to play along at home with, and James Gilmore can play as well. Hello again. Hello again. Have you found a girlfriend in the last 15 minutes? Let's not raise that situation. That was not a proud moment for me. I thought it was a gross abuse of your platform. It was. And I apologise profusely. Okay, we're moving on. We're moving on. We won't talk about it anymore, because it's time for the game. The game is called Prince Flip or Prince Flop. Because Prince... Because Prince Philip, he... Philipped his car over, didn't he? So that's that's where the name comes from. I don't hear you laughing hysterically. Okay. All right then. Let's just let's, let's just get on with the game. Um, I have five scenarios here. Some of these are real Prince Philip stories. Some of these are just made up. If they're true, then they're Prince Flip, and if they're false then they're a prince flop. Do you understand? I do. Excellent. You can all play along with this at home as well. Did Prince Philip once ask a man who had a big bushy beard if he was a terrorist? Is that Prince Flip or Prince Flop? Um, Prince Flop. You think he didn't do that? I don't think he did that, no. Um, I'm afraid he did. What? Apparently. Yeah. He had a big, big ginger beard. And I don't know whether he said it to his face or just to one of his, like, helpers. He goes, is, is he a terrorist? Classic Prince Philip behaviour there. I Classic known. Philip. I should have a known. Flagrant, a flagrant act of beardism there. Okay. Yeah. The next one. Is this Prince Flip or Prince Flop? Okay. Did he refuse to shake the hand of a toilet cleaner he met? Because God knows where that's been. I think this is true, but you, think that you know I'm going to say Prince Flip. Prince Flip to that, I'm afraid is actually Prince Flop. Oh God, he has never done that to my knowledge. That doesn't mean he hasn't. It just He's means it hasn't been bought. He's definitely done that. <laughs> well, that may or may not be true, but we can't confirm it. Therefore, you can't have a point. That's sad. That's sad. Yes. Next one, Prince Flip or Prince Flop. He told the Prime Minister of Nigeria that he looked like he was ready for bed when he was wearing his, like, formal ceremonial dress. Oh, that's Prince Flip. Prince Flip, you are correct. You get Ooh, a point for that. I think I remember that. 
That did happen. That one is Prince Flip. Next. When visiting a farm, he implied that all of the cows had mad cow disease and they should all be incinerated. Prince no. Flip or Prince Flop? Prince Flop. You think that one's made up? Yeah. What's your reasoning? It's too boring. I, don't, I think he's going for, like, the sun headlines. I don't think he's going for something as petty as that. I don't know. Farmers are, are a sensitive bunch. No, I, I know that, upset but farmers. Prince Philip, all he wants, all he's, the only reason he got into, like, you know, he married the Queen for the headlines was so he could be on the <laughs> sidebar on the Daily Mail. So mm. I, I don't think he did that because he knows that wouldn't garner him the media attention he so desperately craves. That's true. Back in 1947, the sidebar of shame was just like a long bit of parchment, but yeah. Yes. Good point. That one is Prince Flop. That didn't oh, happen. You see, I know him very, very well. A close personal friend of yours, is he? Yes. Well, then my thoughts are with you at this difficult time. I'm sure he's going to be okay. I, he's a very resilient man. He is. Okay, the last one I have for you. Prince Flip or Prince Flop? Did he once refer to the former German Chancellor, Helmut Kohl, as the Reichskanzler, which um, used to be one of Hitler's titles? I believe he did that, yes. Prince Flip. That one is Prince Flip. He there did. I told you, Classic. I know him well. I know you him do well. know him well. I think, you got, I think you got three points in the end. I did know the first two in actual fact. I just got them wrong on purpose, so you didn't think that I'd know him as well as I do. Um, I I don't believe you for a second. Okay, look, that one is Prince Flop. <laughs> Definitely Prince Flop. More like Prince Plop. Oh, well, that was. Don't be a sour loser. Although you did get most of them right. That was Prince Flip or Prince Flop. This is Lennon Stella, Wizard Radio. That was Lennon Stella, Lardy Dar. Before that, my first and last ever game of Prince Flip or Prince Flop. And now something slightly different. A competition is on. I love a competition. I don't know whether it's a competition or a survey. But um, I think it's the London Historical Society are trying to find the worst statue in London. Not the best statue, the worst statue. Um, this is this is an effort I wholeheartedly embrace. I always like, you know, to appreciate the, the worst things in life and just look at things that are a bit rubbish and sort of laugh at them and go, ha, that's rubbish. I think there's about 10, 10 contenders or so that could be the worst statue in the entirety of London. Um, there's one here. It is called A Conversation with Oscar Wilde. I think Oscar Wilde was a was he a poet, a writer, something like that. He was alive from 1854 to 1900, according to this statue. But it's a funny sort of statue. It looks more like a coffin. It's just this big, this big block of metal. And it's just got his head popping out the top like no other body parts just his head maybe the top of a couple of his arms as well poking out this weird coffin thing it's just in the middle of london now that's that's nice that is quite a good contender there's also one on here which i i've always thought this it's the women of world war ii statue it's on whitehall in london where all like the government departments are it's it's rubbish i've always thought it's rubbish because what is it's a big sort of stone marble whatever block with some coats and hats like hanging up but suspended mid-air the way they've done it looks like they've just hung loads to people it looks like these women who went to all that effort in world war ii and helped the country out have been hung publicly it looks it's rubbish sorry to the person who made it mr apparently john w mills sorry mate not a good statue so that is that is also a contender the worst statue in London, but there are there are some other sort of slightly iffy ones that could be a contender. There's some there's some rubbish one. Where is it? Trafalgar Square. It's just this this guy on a column. I don't know. That's that's rubbish. Who cares? You can't even see it. It's so high up, you can't see the statue. That's not very good design, is it? Uh, that's rubbish. But also, if you think on a more local level, not in like central London, just if you walk around your local neighbourhood, all those people that have like concrete lions on their front walls like come on totally unnecessary get rid or like weird sculptures of of things i know someone that's got like a fake bird in their back garden 
I think it's a heron. It's, I don't know exactly what bird it is. It might be a heron. It's got like big long legs and it just sits in their back garden made of plastic or something. Why is it there? That's rubbish. That is also, I think, a contender for the worst statue in London as well. It's no good. Or just like your average local park statue of some random person of locally local relevance that's just been totally neglected and just crumbling away. Most parks have one. That as well, I think, could be could be a contender just at the last minute. They're not on the, the short list, but I would I would happily vote for them. But also the women of World War II one is terrible. So maybe if I am gonna vote, that's what I'll vote for. It looks like they've been hung, it's awful. Coming up next, we will delve back into the world of Pink the Musical. Well, first, Karamani and Move. Karamani and Move, this is Wizard Radio. I'm Alec, onto a five. How are you? So um, last week on the show, we started something that we like to do from time to time, which is write up a musical about a pop star. The ones that are sort of underappreciated, they've been around for ages, they have too many good songs to remember, just constant bangers, all the hits, and we should incorp- incorporate their music and their life and times into a musical. We've done this before with Jason Derulo, and now it is the turn of Pink. And we're going to keep going at this with different pop stars until I can finally realise my dream of being a West End play director. Um, so it could be here a while, depending on how pink the musical goes. So um, last week, I just wanted plot suggestions and song suggestions. And we've got we've got a few good ones of those. Um, going to totally level with you. I was going to read through these properly and come up with like a proper storyline and track list. And I kind of I kind of forgot. But I have a rough idea in my head, which I will I will verbalise to you at a later date. It does exist. I do get the rough idea. Pink's going to be a party animal, but she's also going to be going to be sort of a bit of a social outcast at the same time. She's going to have a couple of like sort of friends. She's going to have a love interest, and um, yeah, just going to go through the plot and some things will happen that I haven't quite decided yet because I forgot. Sorry. But, but definitely something will happen involving Pink and her quest to find love and find acceptance. And um, there will also be a narrator who breaks the fourth wall because Michael on the text insisted on it last week. So that's the sort of the rough plot line. Sorry, I can't be more specific. But now I do know that there are some character roles that need to be filled. They need to be filled by very high caliber actors people you know who've been on stage in the west end maybe they've been in films on the telly hollywood a-listers we're talking proper high quality actors i will not settle for anything less i don't want any like daytime tv celebrities none of that only the best for pink the musical okay let me be perfectly clear and i just need some suggestions who shall who shall we approach as like our first choices maybe maybe sometimes they might be a bit busy and they might turn down the offer and maybe when this finally does premiere uh me and james gilman might have to do all the voices but you know what it's worth trying to get some some real proper actors involved so who should we get i want some suggestions who should play the parts in this show the parts i currently think will exist we've got pink obviously the big one the main character it's pink the musical it's about her her name is in the title so we need someone to play Pink. I also think Pink should have maybe two two friends who are like her party animal friends, but are also quite different to her, which is why she's a bit of a social outcast. Um, I think maybe we need um, a love interest. It can be a man or a woman. It's up to you. You can decide who Pink's love interest should be. And then we need a narrator who can just stitch the whole thing together. Maybe they play themselves but they're also a narrator and they're the one that breaks the fourth wall and makes funny comments. You know, maybe Graham Norton could do it. He's good at like funny comments at the Eurovision. That's one idea. Maybe you have better ideas. Send them to me. 07807 183 538. Who should be playing all the parts in Pink the Musical? We've got Pink. She needs two friends, a love interest and a narrator. A cast of five at the moment is what I'm thinking. Um, I think that should do it. It could, be, it could be a small show to start with. Maybe just a few extras milling around in the background, but there's no one that springs to mind that should be like a character. So, 07807 
Send me a text or, or an email on station at wizardradio.co.uk. Who should we get? Which celebrities? A-listers only. No rubbish daytime TV celebrities. None of that. Who should we approach to offer parts in Pink, the musical? I thank you. We'll, we'll, um, we'll get thinking about this in two songs' time. First, I've done a 60-second guide. Do you know how I like to do 60-second guides? I just help you learn more knowledge. This is an educational show. I do lots of research. This is all entirely factually accurate. This week, I've done it about Rag and Bone Man, so I'm playing that Calvin Harris Giant song next. So, shall we do it then? Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. Rag and Bone Man is a beard sculptor and former UK's tallest man whose oddly high-pitched singing voice has gained him notoriety. The combination of a 7'3 bearded giant with a voice a whole octave higher than most men and some boys made him an overnight success with the editor of Smash Hits magazine calling him the best thing in pop since Alvin and the Chipmunks. Although his musical success has been mainly in the UK, he also represented Croatia in the 2017 Eurovision Song Contest. He came in 13th place. Most of his income does come from music, but he also gets a nice little top up because he's trademarked the use of the letter N with two apostrophes on either side to mean and, as in rag and bone man. So every time someone uses it, he gets a nominal payment of £1.27. This includes pick and mix, sweet and sour, and fish and chips. And now he's teamed up with Calvin Harris to make a new song about how he felt when he was the UK's tallest man. It's called Giant, and that's Rag and Bone Man in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Soon to be award winning. Well, I never said how soon. You've got Wizard Radio on. That was Gray and Leon with Want Your Back. Before that, Calvin Harris, Rag and Bone Man, Giant. I'm Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Hope you are good. Miles, of course, he's coming up in 20 minutes' time with all your hip hop and RB for Saturday afternoon. Before then, still got Connect Four coming, and Sam Smith, and Theophilus, I can't say it, Theophilus London. I have said that word before. And now, um, back to Pink the Musical. We're currently going through the casting process to decide who should get a part in Pink the Musical, the musical about the life and times of Pink. Um, Megan has a suggestion. I don't know what part she played, but Pink's daughter, Willow Sage Hart, should be in it. She is so cute. I forgot Pink had a daughter. Yeah, do you think she should have a part? Do you think there should be a part of Pink's daughter? Or should Pink's daughter just be in it as someone else? How old is she? Is she old enough to play Pink? I feel like she's probably not quite that age yet where she could, like, memorise a whole line and carry an entire show herself. But Pink's daughter as Pink would be quite cool. Maybe maybe one day. I mean, I think the show will be on for a very long time. Some West End shows go on for, like, 50 years, don't they? So maybe in 50 years' time, Pink's daughter can play Pink. Um, but also, yeah, we could have a character of Pink's daughter. We'll, we'll see. Maybe one of the rejects from everything else can get to be Pink's daughter. Phoebe has been on. Because he was in The Greatest Showman and sung a song for the Reimagined soundtrack, I think Hugh Jackman should be in it. Maybe as the love interest. Huh. I, I do... No, I hate The Greatest Showman. I hate The Greatest Showman. I hate The Greatest Showman soundtrack. I've never seen The Greatest Showman in the film, but I hate everything about the soundtrack. Um, no one who had any involvement in The Greatest Showman will be going anywhere near Pink the Musical. I'm sorry, Phoebe, if that's harsh, but Hugh Jackman, no. I'm not, no, not having him. Definitely not. He is, he is banned. Sorry. Nice suggestion, but I hate The Greatest Showman. So, no. Chris has been on as well. I don't know who they are, but Pink has once collaborated with a group called The Indigo Girls. Who? They were featured on her song, Dear Mr. President. I love the fact they're featured on a massive pink song, but no, nobody knows who they are. But there are two of them, so they can be her best friends. That is a good idea, except I've never heard of the Indigo Girls or the song, Dear Mr. President. Um, is calling that a massive pink track a bit of an exaggeration, Chris? I don't know. Maybe I'm just ignorant about all things pink, but I've, I've never heard of that song before. I don't think I'd even recognize it if I heard it. No idea. But yeah, the Indigo Girls whoever they are, um, they could be in it. I'm going to Google them, actually. Who are the Indigo? They have an official website. They're, they've won a Grammy. They're a folk rock music American duo. Are they still... What the... Okay, they're not They're not particularly current. Um, they were very active in the 80s and 90s, I think. So um, I don't think they've had any music out this millennium, actually. So um, maybe they 
it can be coaxed out of retirement. We'll, we'll we'll ask the questions and see what we can do, but no promises. Um, Louis slash Lewis, I know, has been on as well. Um, Lindsay Lohan could either play Pink or one of her party animal friends. After all, you want someone with lo- loads of experience, don't you? Um, no offense, Lindsay Lohan fans. I know she's recovering and she's a different person now. I'm sure. I'm sure someone suggested Lindsay Lohan for Darula the musical as well. Am I making this up? I'm certain that she was she was in the running there as well. What is the obsession with Lindsay Lohan? Is Lewis just obsessed with her as a person? Just suggesting them for every musical. I can't remember. I'm fairly certain. I've definitely mentioned Lindsay Lohan on this show before. And that's the only context I can think of that she would have been mentioned in. So someone just really, really likes Lindsay Lohan. But actually, yeah, I think she'd be good. And she she's in a musical, isn't she, at the moment? So she has experience. This is perfect. Lindsay Lohan is a strong maybe. Good suggestion, Lewis, Louis, whatever your name is. Please tell me next time you text. Ollie says Steven Tyler should either play Pink or one of her best friends. He's kind of feminine, which is why I think it would be really funny if you played Pink. But equally, he's a party animal, so could be one of her best friends as well. If you can't make it and you have to voice him, you'd need to make sure you could actually do a good Steven Tyler impression. Um, maybe I'm going to embarrass myself here and show how out of touch with popular culture I am. Who's Steven Tyler? I've never heard of him. Let's Google him. Oh, he's old and hairy. He's, he's from the band Aerosmith. He plays the harmonica, piano and percussion, and he's 70. Um, that's an option. He might be might be a bit old to play Pink. He is He's older than the real Pink, isn't he? But I suppose with the hair, yeah, maybe. I, I'm still preferring Lindsay Lohan. But maybe, yeah, he could be one of her friends. You could have, like, a, a much older friend who used to be an Aerosmith. Yeah, okay. That's an option. Thank you. Evie saying, Pink should be played by Jason Derulo. How meta would that be? Quite possibly. But we couldn't get him for Derulo the musical. I don't know how we could get him for, for Pink the musical either. But we'll give it a go. I'm just not very hopeful. Don't get your hopes up. Amelia, there's only one person who can play Pink in Pink the Musical, and no, it's not Pink herself, it's Oprah. I don't think she was a crazy party animal when she was younger, but her story of rags to riches is relatable, and similar to Pink's in a way, I guess, and she's just amazing at everything she touches. She should definitely run for president and audition to play Pink the Musical. Yeah, again, she's quite a lot older than Pink, but I suppose, yeah, I see, I see no real reason why she couldn't. Can Oprah sing? Does anyone know? I don't know how good her singing is, but I guess we could audition her. And if she can sing, then she could have the part. And also, Ryan, seeing as Pink came from the girl group Choice, you need other people from girl groups to either play Pink or just feature in the musical in general. I think Victoria Beckham, Mel B, Camila Cabello could even play a young Pink. Yeah, not, that's not a bad thing. I didn't know Pink was in the girl group, actually. Your Pink knowledge, Ryan, is is impressive. I had no idea. I've never heard of Choice either. I think she made the right decision by going solo. Okay, this is this is a good lineup. We haven't got any suggestions for the narrator actually, so I don't know. We can see we can see who is rejected and who can be the other parts. So that's that's okay. We'll work this out somehow, and everyone will get a part. Maybe maybe the guy from Aerosmith could be the narrator. I don't know. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Pink the musical continues. It's coming to a, a theatre near you sometime soon when I can move over to write it. Thank you very much. Coming up next, we've got Connect Four after Theophilus London and Tame Parlor. It's only you playing right now on Wizard Radio. Tame Parlor, Theophilus London, that's only you. Wizard Radio, I'm Alec. Hey, hope you're good. Mom's course, he's on in 10, 9 actually, if you've been really exact. Rap, R&B, hip-hop, all that kind of stuff coming up. First, time for Connect Four. Uh, just before 4 o'clock, gave you four words from James's Oxford School Dictionary. It has 40,000 words and phrases and were tested in schools, apparently. So, you know the words are good. They were critic, root, commute, portable. Um, just to, you know, connect them somehow and make a story out of them or something. I'm thinking today, actually, seeing as this was, is the Prince Philip car crash special. Um, extra points if there are any that are about Prince Philip. I don't know whether there are. I haven't looked yet. But, you know, that would be, that would be nice. Uh, who have we got? We've got Maddie. Maddie, Connect Four is this. I was at a restaurant once. There was a food critic there. What are the words again? Critic. Okay, so that's that's one word in. It wasn't obvious that it was a restaurant critic, but my dad pointed him out because he recognised him. As he was eating his meal, he had a small portable notepad next to him as he was writing notes. 
Okay. As opposed to like the massive life-size, body, person-size notepad. He would also ask a lot of questions to servers about the route of the foods he was eating to try and gather information. Afterwards, he paid for his meal, went on a commute to his office, and the next day, in the newspaper, we saw the review. I mean, yeah, not a bad attempt. You've got all the words in there, in their, like, original, unaltered form. Felt a bit clunky, not gonna lie. You know, the way they were got in, to me, felt a bit awkward. Not, not entirely smooth, but not a bad effort. Good one to start with. Thank you, Maddie. Brandon, when I was younger, I always really wanted Nintendo to make a portable Wii. I know that a Nintendo Switch exists now, but I always thought a portable Wii, which I could use on my commute to school, would be really fun. The root of the idea uh, was because I loved my Wii games and wanted to play it on the move, but I guess that isn't very practical. You can imagine what the critic reviews would be like. A nice attempt. The last sentence, if I'm being really picky, felt a bit stuck on the end, but otherwise everything was nicely woven in like a, a fabric or something. I always try to go somewhere with this metaphor every week and I always don't know what I'm talking about. So whatever. Nice effort, Brandon. Thank you very much. Um, if that is your like genuine, sincere feelings and not just getting the words into the story and making something up. Have you ever heard of the DS? It had most of the same games, you know, Mario Kart, Super Mario Brothers. That was, that was pretty fun. Just saying. Amy, my mum is a fierce critic, but not of restaurants or food or music but of day-to-day things like going to the shops or going to the dentist. I think I can see where this is going. If this is going where I think it is, I'll be very impressed. Um, for example, she had a dentist appointment where they were looking into her root canal. Genius. I love it. Um, and she said it really hurt and gave it a very poor review. Um, talking about how dirty the train... What? Oh, I missed a sentence. She always, she always talks about commuting to work as if it's a review. Talking about how dirty the trains are. It's quite funny. Sometimes I wish I had a portable version of my mum in my pocket who can just say all these funny things on the move. I know iPhones exist for that, but it's not very creative. A very nice effort. Let's see, have we got, have we got all the words in there? We've got Critic. I forgot to pay attention. I was just impressed by getting Root Canal in there. Critic, yeah, Root Canal, Commute, Portable. Yeah, good. Very good effort. Well done, Amy. Thank you. And I have time to bring you one more this week on Connect4. Isabel. My favourite excuse for not doing homework is still, teacher, my dog hates my homework. I think she means eight. It's funny because it actually happened to me once. I was on my commute to school, looked in my school bag, opened up my portable planner, and saw that I had English homework due. My teacher's always a tough critic of my homework, so I was quite nervous. I went into my English folder, looked for the homework, and saw it was all scrawny with jagged edges. I phoned my mum and she found the rest of it under my dog's basket. My dog was the root of the issue. I kept the shreds of evidence to my teacher, but she didn't believe me and gave me detention. I mean, if this is a real story, I don't know whether it is. It just looks like you ripped it up yourself and sort of slobbered all over it, didn't it? Probably. But, okay. Those are all of our Connect4 entries that I have time for today. Um, I quite liked Isabel. Isabel's not bad, but again, portable planner is sort of like, well, all planners are portable, aren't they? You're not going to have like a massive, oversized, three-foot planner. So, I don't know. But yeah, that was not a bad attempt. Amy's I really liked. Brandon's I quite liked. Maddie's was good, but I wasn't entirely sure. So I suppose in terms of crowning a winner who gets who gets no prize because there's no prize in this game. You think we have the budget for prizes? Nah. Um, it's it's tough as always. There's no real fixed criteria. I just do whatever I fancy. Um, I'm kind of sad they went on about Prince Philip seeing as this was the Prince Philip special, but I'll let that one go. I didn't ask for anything specifically. I forgot. I only thought of it in the songs afterwards. I think my favourite one this week, it's got to be Amy for getting Root Canal in there to use the word Root. I'm very impressed by that. Well done. Congrats. You win. You don't get any prizes, like I said, but feel really proud of yourself. Thank you for getting involved. Thanks, everyone. That's the end of the show. The end. I hope you've enjoyed the Prince Philip special. I hope you enjoyed... Prince Flip or Prince Flop, my my great new Prince Philip-based game. Um, if you missed any of it, all the Prince Philip fun will be on the podcast. You can get it from iTunes, Google, Spotify. It's on all of them. Um, it's called Alec Feldman Podcast. And you can listen again on with repeats. And there will hopefully be clips on the website. You can just spend your whole week listening to me. What a week that would be. <laughs> um, and I'm on the radio again on Friday at 3 with the weekly mixtape. And Saturday at 3 with this show again. So if you're really obsessive, you could just dedicate your entire life to me. 
Um, so if you would do that, I don't actually recommend that, to be honest. So I'll see you next week. Miles Gorky's up next, and we'll finish with Sam Smith and Normani, starting with a stranger. Have a good week. Here goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.